right, everybody. Welcome in. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and I know I start every episode by saying, you know, this is a this is a very special episode because I do consider everyone very special, and I love every guest that comes on here and devotes their time to just spend, you know, spend a little time conversing with me. As much as I love all my guests, I would have to say this is the first guest that I've had on that I'm actually in love with because it's uh, very special. Um, today, I have my wife, Sarah Hoppin, on. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're super <laughs> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the sweet one in this relationship. Um, I guess just to kind of set this up, I wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to have Sarah on, not because she is the most beautiful, caring, and thoughtful person that I know, though all those things are true, but just as I've gotten deeper and deeper into this podcast and and talked to more chefs, um, I've really kind of found this line of connecting or discovering how food connects people, that it's it can be so much more than sustenance, that it really is something that brings people together in special ways and kind of, you know, creates ways for relationships to form, whether it's, you know, uh, Christopher Kopp of Kopp's Pizza Company a couple weeks ago, he talked about watching his dad, you know, make burn ends and how he uses his dad's cooking in his pizzas now, or the way that Jess and Paul Urban of Block 16 use their relationship to help create one of Omaha's best restaurants. And it couldn't, like, I couldn't help but think, about how restaurants and food have played a way in bringing Sarah and I together. And to be very clear, like, food does not control our relationship. I don't want to make it seem like that because that's not the case. But it really, like, when you look back, it kind of has played an important role in our courtship, our dating, our engagement, and now our marriage. And I guess, Sarah, I'll just kind of open it up to you. Like, how have you seen that? played out over the last year and a half, really. Well, um, right from the beginning, I was interested in you because of your food blog. I thought it was super cool that you um, had a blog rather than just <laughs> playing video games all the time. You actually <laughs> use your talents to share with the world, and you have quite a following, which is really impressive. Um, so I thought that was super awesome when we first met and finding out about that. Um, and just from the beginning, like we always talked about food, like we bonded over our love for pitch on our first date. Mm -hmm. Um, Ironically, we went to the Cold World Series and (laughs) you had had a huge lunch, so you didn't even eat dinner with me on our first date. (laughs) On our first date, I actually didn't eat anything and just the ultimate irony of ironies. In my defense, we... uh, for Father's Day that year, instead of getting my dad just another trinket or whatever to say, oh, here you go, happy Father's Day, Dad, I told him I would take him out for lunch, and we went to an all-you-can-eat sushi place. So we legitimately shared, like, 25 rolls of sushi for lunch, and I had no room for dinner. But, yes, that left us going to a College World Series game together, and you were just like, wait, you're not eating? (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry, but I'm still so full. (laughs) So... Yep. Sorry about that. It's all good. We, we went on a second date to pitch. Yeah, it was, ended up working out great yeah. because as we were leaving, you kind of, you started talking about how much you loved, I, I mean, you didn't just start talking about it. It was through the conversation, <laughs> but you mentioned how much you love pitch. And I was like, 
oh, hey, there's a good opportunity <laughs> just to try and introduce date number two. And, and it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to set the stage a little bit, uh, Sarah is actually the twin sister of one of my best friends from college. Uh, we went to the University of Nebraska together. Jimmy and I did, her brother. And we roomed together for four years. And Sarah went to K-State and was she was an architecture major, um, is an architect now, and was very, very busy. And Jimmy, not the greatest uh, matchmaker, <laughs> barely even mentioned Sarah. Like, she never came up to visit or anything. But then a couple years after we graduated, Jimmy got married, and we actually met at the wedding. And that's, you know, when you talk about, like, you know, when we talked about my food blog and that dumb little thing <laughs> and, you know, just kind of meeting for the first time, that was where it really happened. It's crazy to think back on that. Yeah, they paired us up. We walked down the aisle together. That was pretty much fate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess I, looking back on it, I always feel kind of – nerdy and embarrassed talking about my food blog just because it's like it was just this thing that I did in my spare time and I had no idea if anyone was reading it or if anyone cared but I just liked writing and I liked food and you kind of mentioned why you thought that that was interesting but like what what was it exactly you know when I brought that up like to me that just sounds like oh this this guy just has his blog and writes but like the, the term blogger i feel like it's, it's become more acceptable but it just had a negative connotation especially two years ago when we met so why was that not a turnoff <laughs> i think a part of it is um not everyone knows but as you know i like to write myself and mm-hmm. so just the fact that you had the courage to share what you wrote with the world kind of impressed me and i thought that was pretty awesome and i love food so <laughs> Anything, you know, I read about food is always fascinating to me. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, I just thought it was um, really cool that you take the time to actually experience the food at restaurants. You don't just eat it and dash. You just are paying attention to the flavors, the um, just the different types of um, food that they have. And just, I don't know, I just thought it was awesome that you record that and share it with people. Oh, <laughs> see, I told you guys she's sweeter than I am, <laughs> far sweeter. Um, I think you deserve a lot of credit as well, though, because that means every time we go to a restaurant, when like we we carefully plan out what we're not not carefully, but we do kind of plan out what we're going to order. So we try and pick an entree or an appetizer that we're both going to enjoy. We don't order the same entrees. We try and order from different parts of the menu and. Of course, when the food arrives at the table, we don't just dig in right away. You have to, you let me take my pictures, and you're always very gracious about that. Sometimes I have to remind you. You have reminded me once or twice, because I'll just get so excited. I'm just ready to (laughs) dig in, and you're like, Dan, what are you doing? (laughs) So thank you for that. But also, I think something that you deserve a lot of credit for is just being so open to trying new places, because just because there are so many great places to eat in Omaha and so many new places to try, we really don't go back to the same restaurants all that often unless something really stands out to us or like with pitch, you know, that that's kind of become a special place um, 
for us, and we can get into that later, but it got to the point where it was about, I think, six months after we started dating, you realized it, that we had not been back to the same restaurant twice in our first six months of dating. Was that just kind of crazy to you initially? Yeah, so growing up, my family... So I have two brothers, so there was five of us, and just finding a restaurant that we were all happy with was kind of a challenge. And so we typically kind of went to the same restaurants and just kind of had our comfort places. Um, And so just going to all these new restaurants with you was a whole new experience. But, I mean, I loved it. Like, I I enjoy trying new cuisines. Um, Like, we went to The Oven in Lincoln, and I remember being Mm -hmm. kind of nervous because I'd had Indian food before, but not... It was at a friend's house, and so I hadn't, you know, seen, like, the menu, and there's all these options, and I (laughs) really have no idea what I'm eating. Uh And so we went there, and I was um, afraid it was going to be super spicy, or I was going to order the wrong thing, and um, you did a great job of helping me pick out something, and I loved it, and um, I don't know. It just kind of opened a whole new world of restaurants and just new types of cuisine that I had never really had before. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is just, you know, one of the crazy things about Omaha is you can, you can go and get poke, you can get sushi, you can get steak, you can get burgers. Um, you can get, you know, pretty much any style of food that you can think of. Nebraska or Omaha specifically has a spot that, you know, is pretty legit. And I like to get out and try some different things. I mean, and we've, We've been to some restaurants that haven't been so great, and it's kind of been like, huh, <laughs> we could have gone somewhere that we really liked instead of trying this new place that kind of flopped. But you've been open and willing the the entire time to do that. Um, why? <laughs> <laughs> because I love you and oh. I want to support you. And it's just fun. It's fun seeing um, – just seeing you get excited about different dishes and hearing you come home and telling me you heard about some new restaurant and you want to try it sometime. And I don't know, I'm not very picky. I I think you know that by now. And so I'm always willing to try something new at least once. Mm -hmm. If it's a flop, maybe we don't go back. (laughs) (laughs) There have been a couple of those. Um, And something that I really appreciate, you know, having you along for this whole experience is you like evaluating food with someone else, especially someone who I think has a good understanding for food and different tastes like you do really helps me kind of get a baseline of, okay, not, not only does it help me get a baseline of, okay, I thought this was really good, but does someone else agree with me? Because everyone has different palates, but also you have like hearing you break something down is really interesting. So actually we just, we came here where it's about, noon uh we just had brunch at culprit cafe and we got something called crispy potatoes which were like these these double fried big cuts of potatoes with like a gojujang aioli on there and they were absolutely excellent and there was something you said that has stuck with me even now and i'm gonna use it when i might write my review you're like this is the best style of home fries i've ever had like if every place did home fries like this i would order them everywhere i was like that that's brilliant. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have even made that connection between home fries and those potatoes. But when you said it, it just it clicked in my mind. So just having you along with me really helps 
bring out different stuff from my tiny brain as well. Well, I've learned from you, so. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> learning from a great teacher there. Yeah, I feel like every time we go to a restaurant, like in the first like 10 minutes of getting our food and trying it, we're just like we just sit there and like review it. And that's like <laughs> what we do. It's so true. <laughs> um, Usually I'm a lot nicer. I'm just too nice about restaurants. Even if it's like terrible, I'm like, but you know, they tried. <laughs> that's just because you're such a sweet person. You just are <laughs> so open to everyone. I'm like, oh. That wasn't very good, but I think you've softened me up a little and you've helped me realize that, yeah, no one's trying to give me a bad meal. At least I hope not. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never Some know. personal <laughs> vendettas back behind that kitchen counter. Um, something that I think is really fun, it, just like looking at our, every couple loves to talk about their proposal story, but ours involves food in kind of a fun way. Do you want to tell the story or do you want me to? How about you tell it and I'll interject as necessary. <laughs> okay. That sounds like fun. Um, so one of Sarah's favorite foods is cupcakes. And there is a cupcake shop in Lincoln called Le Cupcake. And for, for about the first, what, six to eight months that we dated, I lived in Lincoln before I moved back to Omaha. And then we were in the same city. Uh, but anyway, so she would come down and visit me sometimes and we would go to this to this cupcake shop called the cupcake and, and, uh, you know, try out different flavors and stuff. And we got this one that we really liked called pancakes and bacon. And it's kind of mind blowing how much it just tastes like breakfast. Like it kind of tastes, you can kind of like get that syrup in the frosting. Um, there's like bacon, candied bacon on top of it. It's there's, I think there was bacon baked into it too, right? Like in the I cake so. itself. I think so. Yeah. It's just Basically, the lesson from this cupcake is that bacon on anything is excellent <laughs> yes. and always pick pick that food item. <laughs> Which is a lesson that it seems so obvious, but sometimes you just need a reminder that even in <laughs> sweet things, just bacon, add more bacon. So our one year anniversary was coming up and I I knew probably after seven or eight months that you were the person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And so I started like thinking about different ways that I could propose or whatever. And I thought it would be really cute to propose on a cupcake. So I went to the cupcake um, and asked them if they would do a, a special one for me that said, marry me on the top of it, of this um, maple bacon and pancakes, uh, cupcake that they had and they were more than happy to do it they even gave it to me for free which was unnecessary but it was awesome and then uh we went out to to pitch on the one year anniversary um of our first date and then ended up going out to a lake after that and we exchanged gifts and just go ahead and tell what that experience was like <laughs> because that was probably a little bit of a shock for you yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting it. I mean, I knew maybe within the next couple months you were maybe going to propose, but didn't. I'm a pretty oblivious person, so I definitely wasn't prepared for it that day. And so, yeah, we get to this um, little lake area, and the first thing I notice is that there's a photographer taking a picture, <laughs> taking pictures of this other girl with her. So I was like, well, it's kind of a weird time of year to take senior photos, but okay. 
And then I noticed that like some of the angles were kind of weird where like it looked like the parking lot would be in the photo rather than the lake or trees or anything. Uh-huh. Um, so this you- is, of course, the photographer that I hired to take yeah. pictures. And she did a very good job, to be perfectly clear. But she did. yeah, oh, Sarah yeah, did sure. notice her right off the bat. But I was still oblivious because she brought somebody with her to like mm-hmm. kind of continue that little ruse. So anyway, she did a great job. Um and I was still oblivious, even though I noticed her. And you were very much like, just, it's fine, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that photographer. Who cares about her? Let's move on. Yeah. And so then we um, get to the picnic area. And I know you had scouted it out the day before. But then Game Changer, there was a dead bird where you <laughs> yeah. wanted us to sit. <laughs> yeah. So I had had this table picked out because... It was like kind of center view. The lake would be like right behind us and everything. And yeah, there's a dead bird laying by it that had not been there 24 hours before. And so you were wisely just like, okay, well, we can just go sit at this other (laughs) table. And so you just started sitting down like with the parking lot in the background of the shot. And I was like, no, it's okay. Let's just sit here. And I'm like kicking the dead bird out of the way. And you're just like, Dan, no, we're not going to sit there. And so we didn't get the lake in the background of our photos, but we got a nice little add on to the story. Yes, that was pretty awesome. Um, And then I remember typically you ask me to open presents first, but (laughs) that night you were like, oh, I'll just open mine really quick. (laughs) (laughs) And you did, and you were very appreciative of it, but then I had written some letters to you about some of our dates, and I was kind of fully expecting us to, like, look through them and just, Uh like, take our time, because we had all night. It was fine. Uh And you're just like, oh, we'll read those later. (laughs) Okay, so quick interjection here. To any... To any uh, guy out there who's listening to this and has not proposed, this is the most terrifying moment <laughs> of your life. Even, like, I was, like, 99.999% sure you were going to say yes. I had not really any doubt. And still, it was, like, I felt, like, almost paralyzed by fear. And I wasn't really all that nervous up until this point. But then it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. So, yes. And when I went back and read your later letters later, they were absolutely beautiful. But in that moment, I was just like, we need to do this now or I'm going to start hyperventilating. Yes. So I, I had a bag prepared for you. And so you took the took my present, took out the tissue paper, and you find... A little cooler. <laughs> yeah, a lunchbox, yeah. Oh, yeah, a lunchbox, not a cooler, sorry. Um, yep, a lunchbox. So I didn't really know what to think about that one. And then obviously I opened it, and then there was a little cupcake in there that said, marry me. And so then the first thing out of my mouth was, are you serious? Because I was so shocked. The first thing that any guy proposing wants to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, of course, you were down on one knee, and you proposed, and of course I said yes. Yeah. So. And here we are, what, nine months later we were married, Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like one of those tiny little intersections where, yes, we would have been married and we could have had a great proposal story without food, but just because there was was that background there and that was, you know, something that was a fun, important part of our relationship, being able to incorporate food into that just, it made it a fun story. And now that's something that we get to talk about and, and share. And I feel like I should add that I've, I've heard a lot of times that the guy 
if they're at dinner before they're going to propose, they like don't eat. No, you scarfed everything down. I had no clues from dinner that you were going to propose. You did text, I think, the photographer once or twice, which I thought was a little odd. Yeah. But because we, we were running gonna, a little late. Yeah. No, we were running early, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> we, they brought on our food so fast. I, I had told the photographer, like, be there at seven o'clock or something, and we started eating at six. And all of a sudden, our food starts coming out yeah. at like 6.15. <laughs> And I was just like, no, we need to slow down here. Sarah, do you want to get like three desserts <laughs> right. or something at the end? <laughs> that is true. I forgot about yeah, that. That was pretty funny. That's a good call. And then a fun little fun little extra side part of that. So um, obviously we celebrated that night. We went and we saw our families and, and told them and everything, and that was a lot of fun. And then the next morning – we went out for brunch at the summer kitchen, and I don't know. We mu- we must have been making googly eyes or something <laughs> at each other. I I remember I was just super happy or and everything was awesome. But we get done with brunch, and the waiter comes to the table and says, "Oh hey, you know your your bill's been paid for. You guys are good to go. Just head on out of here." And so at that point, we're both looking around. We're like, "Oh, that's you know super nice. Somebody." We must know someone here who did that for us. And <laughs> no one, no one is like looking at us like in anticipation. We didn't see anyone we knew. I even, as we left, I kind of like did an extra mm-hmm. lap around the restaurant because if there was someone there that we knew, I wanted to thank them. But to this day, we still don't know who yeah. brought our brunch the morning after we got engaged. So if you're listening, we appreciated it. Yes, thank <laughs> you very much if, if you are listening to this podcast, whatever small chance there is. We, we are very appreciative of you. Um, I think uh, a natural best thing to move into next would be the food tasting. Yeah. Once we identified that we were going to get married um, at uh, a certain venue, they had like a, a food tasting day because they had all kinds of different menu options. You know, you could pick from, you know, 15 different salads. You could have a certain number of different vegetables, certain number of different meats. Potatoes. Potatoes, yes. Oh, potatoes. (laughs) So there's this one glorious morning where they basically have like, I would say probably 50 different options of food just all cooked up around the room and different couples who are getting married over the next couple months or whatever can come in and just try different things. So they say, oh, this the brisket's really good. Let's have that on our menu. Or I really like the Caesar salad. Let's pick that out. What do you remember about that amazing day? <laughs> it was a little snowy. It was a little snowy, yes. <laughs> but other than that, oh, man, that was so much fun. Um, just getting to try all the different options and then trying to narrow it down was a little difficult, but we managed. And we got to bring our parents, which was nice, so they got to kind of have a an opinion about what we could potentially have for the wedding. And I know my dad really, really enjoyed that. Yes. (laughs) He still talks about it. Oh, I guarantee my dad did too. (laughs) Yeah. Judging by the eight plates of food (laughs) that he consumed. Yeah. Although I can't really give him too much of a hard time because I'm pretty sure I had, they had these little pieces of, uh, it was like an appetizer, like little bite-sized piece of brisket wrapped in bacon. And I might have had like 30 of those. I'm pretty sure <laughs> the catering company like ran out of them solely <laughs> because of our table. <laughs> but 
But then we ended up picking them for the wedding, so mm-hmm. they can't complain too much. Just another example of how awesome bacon is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bacon is like the the streamline through this episode that just connects <laughs> everything. Um, last wedding related thing that I think we have to touch on. We got to give a shout out to the people that made our cakes. So our individual cake, like our the cake Big for the head cake. table. Yes, yeah. the wedding cake was made by my sister. Shout out to to Faith Hoppin, who is a awesome cake maker decorator she made us a great cake and we got to do a cake tasting yeah i remember she gave us us. a list of flavors to choose from and we could pick four for the cake tasting so then we get to your parents house for it and like she had the cutest little cakes Uh like frosted and decorated Uh for our cake tasting and it was amazing and it was really hard to narrow it down i think we like went back and forth like five times before we finally landed on so we had traditional vanilla we had all chocolate, which I thought was going to be the winner because you're a huge fan yeah, of chocolate, yeah. and I am too. We had red velvet, which I love as well, and then funfetti, <laughs> which is just like the little kid cake, but it was so good. It That's what so we ended good. up going with. Yep, so we had funfetti for our wedding. <laughs> yes, and I'm actually quite looking forward to we've got We've been married for about nine months, so we've had a couple pieces of that cake left over in our freezer, mm-hmm. you know, to eat on the one year anniversary. I'm not sure how well it's going to save, but I'm so excited about trying that cake again that I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping that it, that it saved somewhat well, mm-hmm. but original point, I, we have to give a shout out to Costco because that was like the giant wedding cakes that we served to most people. We just went mm-hmm. out and got a couple vanilla, a couple chocolate cakes from Costco. They were just tremendous. Mm-hmm. People loved them. Uh, Costco was really easy to work with. I think we even went and picked them up. Well, not we personally. <laughs> we were a little busy, but we had people go and pick them up that morning. Yep. Like everything was extremely streamlined. So, shout out to Costco if you're They're excellent cakes. Yeah, if you're looking for that. wedding cakes, birthday cakes, whatever. That's a that's everyday a good place. cakes. Yeah, and just any day cakes. Also, Costco, if you want to sponsor any certain <laughs> podcasts, I, I, I know of one that might uh, that might be okay with that. Anyway, um, I think next thing we need to talk about is our food list. And this is something that I had kind of established before we even started dating. I've always kind of kept a list of restaurants that I've wanted to try. But once we started dating and realized that we hadn't, you know, gone back to the same restaurant after six months. I think that the food list became all that much more important. And and just having another person who had opinions like, hey, I heard of this place or somebody you've had coworkers that have told you about places that we've gone to that have been amazing. I think Umami was one of them that mm-hmm. we and wouldn't Hunger have, Block. And Hunger Block. Yeah, we wouldn't have gone to those places and those are two of my favorites. Um so yeah, I think it's the list is a blessing and it's a curse <laughs> because it has introduced us to so many great restaurants, but it's almost like this anxiety producer because Omaha has so many awesome places that our list tends to get a lot longer faster than it gets shorter. <laughs> yeah, you take one off and then you add five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is, it's been a lot of fun to curate. Um, are there any off the top of your head that like, that we've gone to off the list that you've been kind of like, ah, I don't know about that. And then it ended up being really good. Um, 
Maybe. Probably. I'm just you can't. I have this. I always think about the recent the ones that we've bias. been to, and yeah, and um, I know I was a little nervous about Hunger Block. I know you loved <laughs> it, but like, yeah. But then I didn't really know kind of what to expect with that one. But then I got a really good fried rice. Mm-hmm. Which was oh, that fried the arroz chufa or something a chaufa I think is how they pronounce it there. But yeah, it's amazing. It has shrimp and chicken in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, then I mean we went to Modern Love. Yeah, we never would have gone to Modern Love tried vegan food. (laughs) Yeah, which was a lot better than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the list is, it's it's opened us up to some some new places. Um, So something I wanted to hit on is as we move into 2020 here, the the list is probably about 30 deep. (laughs) What are some that you feel like are up at the top of the list that we might be visiting in January, February, <laughs> March, or at least places that you're really excited about. Um, so I know it's no longer in Dundee, but Kitchen Table it has mm-hmm. a downtown location, I think. Too. Yes. Yeah. So we used to drive past that all the time, and every time we drive past it, I thought it looked awesome, and the menu looks really good, and I've wanted to try it. We just haven't made it yet. Uh-huh. Um, so now we'll have to make the trek to downtown to try it, which is probably gonna be worth it but so that's one of them kitchen table and then m's pub mm. never been there mm-hmm. and i've heard nothing but amazing things and it's probably really sad that i've never been there you haven't right i haven't either yeah. apparently they have incredible lavashes like that's one of those places where i feel like i lose street cred with people <laughs> as being a foodie where they're like oh what do you think m's pub and i'm like oh i i haven't tried it yet and they're like oh yeah. You think you know Omaha food? You haven't been to M's Pub? So, yeah, we need to check that one mm-hmm. off. Um, and then Sternella. That one looks intriguing. Yeah. So we need to try that one. Yeah, I'm later. very excited about that. Um, two other ones that I want to shout out. One is V Mertz because on my Block 16 episode, both Jess and Paul Urban were very excited about that. They said, you know, not only is it like, a lot of people view it as a great like date night spot or a celebration spot. And they're like, yeah, it's good for that. But you can go in there and eat at the bar, just wearing jeans and a sweatshirt and still have a really good meal. So that kind of enticed me. And I'm excited to, to see what that's all about. And another one that was recently added, and I've been to this place several times, but I want to revisit it because everyone else absolutely raves about it, is Stella's, the burger place out in Bellevue. I... This is not to say that I don't like Stella's. I just, I haven't had that like transcendent experience that so many people talk about. Like they talk about it as the best burger in Omaha slash Bellevue. And that has not been my experience yet. And I've been there probably three or four times, but it's been a while and I want to keep an open mind. I want to go back. So I've never been. So yes. And also Avoli. I think we should also shout out Avoli just because we both love Italian so much. And Mm. I think that's just a. (laughs) a place that we need to get to. Um, kind of winding down here, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our Friday night dates <laughs> are probably a little bit different than most people's. Um, super thrilling. Yes, but they're perfect for us. That's the thing. Like, the, Not all couples do the same thing. So some couples might like to... And we, we go out for dinner on Friday nights or whatever, but some couples might like to you know go see a movie or go out to the bars or something. A lot of times we end up just curled up on the couch watching Food Network or like a cake decorating show or something. I don't even know how we started doing that, but it's just kind of become our thing. And 
And it's something that I always look forward to every week. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we spend plenty of time together during the week and we get to see each other, but there's still some still something special about that Friday night, just knowing that that's just kind of like, and, you know, if we have something planned, we'll go do that. But if we don't have anything on the schedule, that's just kind of automatically baked in there. And it's something that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. So typically we switch back and forth between um, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Which, which is, is my show. Dan's show. And then whatever cake decorating show that's on the cooking channel. We'll switch back and forth. But about 85% of the night is spent on the cake decorating shows because Dan knows that I love them. And you do. And <laughs> He's willing to accommodate me. <laughs> and I enjoy them too. But I, I know that if it makes you happy, it, it makes me happy. And that's, you know, kind of going back to the, the overall point of this episode is kind of, you know, when food becomes more than food, I think I've really seen you grow personally in our marriage. Like when we first started dating and even when we first got married, you've always been interested in desserts and <laughs> Just I, have a huge sweet tooth. No, I, I mean like... <laughs> no, ba- but I do. You do. And that's a good thing. <laughs> but I mean like baking desserts and decorating desserts. Like you follow a bunch of different cake accounts or cookie accounts on Instagram. You love watching those design videos and just seeing the amazing things that people can cr- create. And, you know, as we... As our marriage has progressed, you know, you started talking about, okay, you know, maybe I want to bake... And then you would bake something kind of simple, and then you start to decorate a little <laughs> bit more. And I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give you a lot of credit. Like I think you're a very very good decorator, and it's all happened in a very short amount of time. So it's just been it's been so fun for me to see your passion kind of develop and grow. You know, even in just a short amount of time. And I'm always here to support that. And taste test. Yes, I was gonna say my waistline can grow along with your your decorating abilities. <laughs> um, so I thought one last thing to do, well, second to last thing to do before we get out of here is I know a lot of people that listen to this show probably have their favorite Food Network shows. So we're each going to list our top three here. And while we haven't shared these lists with each other, I imagine we both probably know uh, what the other person has on there, but go ahead. You can start <laughs> okay. first. Um, so my favorite Food Network shows, um, the first one is kind of several shows in you one. Cheated. I just... <laughs> <laughs> You're a cheater. Of course I did. <laughs> you got to push the boundaries. <laughs> um, my favorite are any of the holiday ones that they have, uh-huh. either Christmas or Halloween, just like the cake decorating, cookie decorating ones. Mm-hmm. Um, shocking, I know. Um, and then my second one would be Cupcake Wars. The host can be a little much, a but little I grating. love the talent on the show. Yes. And then Chopped, just because the ingredients that are thrown at them are insane sometimes. And it's interesting to see how they can somehow make something taste good, mm-hmm. even with cotton candy in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, chopped is definitely in my top three as well, just because I think the level of cooking is so high. In that show, and then I'm, I'm a huge fan of Guy Fieri. I know he's he's out there. He's weird. He's just <laughs> a persona now. But you know what? He's embraced it, and he has the best job ever. So both Triple D Diner Drive-ins and Dives and Triple G Guys Grocery Games are tremendous. And uh, 
something that I think is kind of fun is a lot of times we go to the gym, we work out together, and we, we both, like, we're big on the elliptical because uh, treadmills are boring and they're bad for the knees and everything. So we usually get on ellipticals next to each other. We both turn on Food Network, and we're watching it on different TVs, but obviously we're seeing the same thing. And so, like, <laughs> when something funny happens in an episode or, like, when bacon shows up or, like, we see something that looks really good, like, we'll look at each other and kind of, like, signal to one another. It's just kind of a fun little fun little uh, perk. I would also like to add that Dan will plan our day around which show is on when we go to the gym. Plan the day might be a bit strong, but I do like to look ahead of time. And yes, if there's if there's a show that I think would be more interesting <laughs> and will make the workout go faster, yes, I might I might adjust my schedule a little bit to accommodate that. So nothing wrong with that. Before we go, would you like to tell anyone? who asks me all the time why I'm not fat. Can you tell them why I'm not fat? He works out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And he works out hard. Like he's going on that elliptical about as fast as you can possibly go sometimes. And I think we do a very good job. Like we eat out probably two or three times a week at local restaurants. But we, in between those meals, we do a good job of having salads and sandwiches and... Avocado. A lot of (laughs) avocado, yes. Things that are definitely like, you know, cleaner. So we're not going crazy. I know on this episode we talked about cupcakes and bacon wrap brisket and <laughs> cookies and everything, but that's not what we're eating all the time, just most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this has been a lot of fun, but of course I can't end an episode without, the, without asking my guests, in this case my beautiful guests, for the I Got You restaurant, which is if you had a friend or family me- member visiting from out of town – and they love food and they're just like, you know, I need you to take me somewhere that I'm really going to remember that I'm going to go back home and tell people, man, I was in Omaha and I went to this place and it was amazing. And you say, I got you. We're going to X restaurant. Where would you take them? So I have three again. Um, man, such a cheater. Unbelievable. <laughs> but it's for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So for breakfast. So this one we have to drive to Lincoln. <laughs> But it's worth so driving. It's to totally worth it. Like Dan and I have made that trip purely to go to this restaurant. Yeah. Um, and he got my engagement ring at Nebraska Diamond. And um, we have gone there to like get my ring cleaned. And yeah. just we always find excuses to go to Lincoln um, just to go to this place. So it's the Green Gateau. Yes. It's amazing. I don't remember the first time you took me there, but we've gone back. So many times. I would since. say we've been there more than any other restaurant together. Yeah. We've probably been there eight or ten times together. Yeah, I would believe that. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, like you delicious. said, we will just we will plan <laughs> on going to Lincoln for the Green Gateau, and then we'll like figure out something else to do in Lincoln. Yep. So if anyone asks, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we had to actually go in Lincoln, go to Lincoln to do something productive, right? Not go to Lincoln <laughs> just to have brunch. Even though that is usually precisely what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, and it's totally worth it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's breakfast. Um, and then lunch, block 16. Yep. Obviously. That's, yeah, that's how you know that you're perfectly compatible with me <laughs> is that you choose block 16. <laughs> Basically, on a daily or weekly basis, we send each other the specials of that day and mm-hmm. lament the fact that we don't work closer <laughs> to block 16. It's true. 
Um, and then my dinner is pitch because I love pizza. I love pitch. And then even just how our relationship has kind of important moments at pitch. Yeah. So like I mentioned to start this episode, our first dinner date was at pitch. Um, the night that I proposed, we were talking about the proposal story. Our dinner that night before we went to the lake and kicked the dead bird was at pitch. <laughs> Uh, we had part of our bachelor bachelorette parties was like a shared night out together with all our groomsmen and bridesmaids. That was a lot of fun. We had dinner at pitch. So yeah, pitch is an awesome restaurant and I absolutely just love the pizza and, and even the pasta, you know, just by itself, but it has kind of developed a special place in our relationship. And I think, I think that just ties back into the overall theme of the episode. And that's just that, you know, like I said at the beginning, food does not control our relationship and it's not like the number one thing or anything, but it is just tangentially in so many different ways. It's, it's helped to bring us together and it's, you know, created excuses for me to ask you out or, you know, Mm -hmm. for me to think of a creative proposal way or for us to spend a fun Friday night or whatever. And, and I just think that's, that's one of the coolest things about food is just that it's, it can be, it's a shared experience that we all have because everyone has to eat and, not everyone, you know, goes a year without revisiting the same <laughs> restaurant twice or carefully plans out what they're going to eat or takes pictures of every meal. It's not that important to some people, but it is for us. And, and I think that's something special that we share together. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Sarah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I know that you were a little bit nervous, but you <laughs> killed it, Thank which you. I knew that you would. Everyone will love you. That is without a doubt. So anyone listening to this, if you want to get on my good side, send lots of nice, kind notes about (laughs) Sarah. Tell me how much you love her because I love her too. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Um, If you just automatically want to get the episodes just dropped in your inbox every Tuesday, every Thursday, just hit that subscribe button. That'll just do it right off the bat get more great content like this and uh i'll talk to you guys next time thanks for eating with me a parkville media production